0: The sounds of racing engines returned to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway April 20 to 21st for the annual Indianapolis 500 Open Test. All 32 entries in this year's Indy 500 were on the famed 2.5-mile oval for two days of testing prior to returning next month when practice for the big race begins on Tuesday, May 17th. Rain interrupted both days of testing, however, and the first day was marred by a treacherous area on the pit exit lane that was sealed during the offseason. The sealant, combined with the lower temperatures and moist conditions, caused three separate crashes with three former Indy 500 winners that accounted for six Indianapolis 500 victories. The first was Alexander Rossi, winner of the 100th Indianapolis 500 in 2016, when he lost control on his installation lap. Four-time and defending Indianapolis 500 winner Elio Castroneves lost control on the pit warm-up lane and crashed in turn two later in the day. He damaged the number 06 Honda that he drove to victory in last year's Indianapolis 500 and was unable to participate in the second day of testing. The final incident involved 2018 Indianapolis 500 winner Will Power of Team Penske. He lost control on the warm-up lane, slid onto the track directly in front of a charging pack of race cars. Colton Hurta swerved to avoid Powers Chevrolet and crashed his number 26 Honda. That brought an early end of the test session by IndyCar and IMS officials so they could inspect the trouble area. After that portion of the track was treated overnight, rain delayed the start of testing for four and a half hours the following day. Once the track went green under sunny skies at 2.30 p.m., it was four hours of incident-free, flat-out speed by the 31 cars that were at IMS that day. The only driver missing was Castroneves, who crashed the day before. By the end of the frantic four hours of testing, it was Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden on top with a fast speed of 229.519 miles per hour around the 2.5 mile oval in his number two Chevrolet. Two-time Indy 500 winner Takuma Sato was second quick aboard the Dale Coyne Racing with RWR number 51 Honda at 229.427 miles per hour while Tony Kanaan was third fastest in the number one American Legion Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing at 228.767 miles per hour. Six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion and 2008 Indianapolis 500 winner Scott Dixon was fourth at 228.689 miles per hour. There were 3,267 laps run by the 31 cars in the four hour session that ran incident free. Seven time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, driving with a pin in his broken right hand, was eighth fastest at 227.900 miles per hour in the number 48 Carvana American Legion Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. He also ran 138 laps. Johnson is our leadoff guest in this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. He joined me inside Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway during last week's test to talk about his recent hand surgery and his hopes for contending for an Indy 500 win on Memorial Day weekend in this Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy will be Indy 500 rookie driver, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, it's at Indy 500 open testing. You've had your hand surgery. How did it feel after that first session? It's really good. You know, I've been in the
1: gym. I've been working through some physical training on my hand. I've been in my home sim. I've been in the Honda sim, just trying to make sure I check all the boxes and uh, knew that I was capable
0: to hang on to the wheel and wouldn't have any issues. And that first practice session went really well. And it was Dr. Glenn Gaston that performed the surgery for you back in Charlotte. Correct. in Charlotte. And what type of screw, uh, what's the material that uh, is in your finger? I have no idea, honestly. Titanium. I, I uh, would think
1: titanium. Um, and uh, I was surprised. And I know many have seen the the post I put on social media, just how big the screw is. (laughs) It went into my hand. But um, uh, since that screw's been in there, I've had no pain and been rocking.
0: You felt comfortable here when you did ROP back on October 6, 2021. What was it like jumping into the car that first session of the open test?
1: It it was nice to to have that test, plus the, the Texas experience under my belt. Um, just to understand the process, understand where to look for speed, uh, the subtleties in in uh, you know making your way around the track for a lap, wind gusts. Um, you know, so I, I'm so thankful to have the experience that I have so far, and looking to build on it. We all started at the same spot. We all felt the same things when practice took off. Um, I think it's a little early in uh, my oval career for them to say, "Hey, throw the 48 setup in our car." <laughs> but, I tested in Texas um, last fall before we did the ROP, yep. and at that test session, that is the setup. We made some changes. That's where everybody unloaded for Texas race. So I guess indirectly, we are we are getting there definitely doing more listening right now. Our, our objective is to leave the car alone and let me pound laps. Let my teammates um, figure out some new stuff to add on to put performance in the car. And then when we're back here in uh, in May, we can get into some more detailed changes of our own. Um, I still feel like this place commands a certain level of respect, especially in, in an Indy car at these speeds. Uh, so I'm trying to dance nicely with her. Uh, but confidence is so much higher than I, when I was here. in October. Texas is the closest track to Indy. For a guy that had zero oval experience, I'm definitely taking lessons learned from Texas and bringing here. Um, so it's uh, it's been a, a good start. I, I think to you know post in the top five and practice speed straight away it speaks to the help Texas provided for me. I've always wanted to drive an indie car. And you know, I I felt like I still was gonna race post-NASCAR. I didn't think it would be in such a competitive series. The highest form of you know of racing in North America for road street courses. But the opportunity came along, and Chip was was open to it, and the experience of driving the car was so awesome that I just couldn't turn down the opportunity. Yeah, it's been on my mind through the years, and I, I just didn't didn't want to take the risk uh, with the open cockpit. With the Aero screen went on the race cars. It really t- helped change my mind uh, to come and give it a try. The car is so stiff that the cues i get from the car they're just really small and they're, they're they're hard to feel at times nascar vehicle a lot more movement in the car a lot heavier uh, it's easier to feel and sense what's going on where in the indy car it happens so quick it's just tough to feel it for me right now it's it's about it's about my comfort and really feeling the subtleties of the car. Let our teammates kind of work on the vehicle evolution and try to extract speed. Um, get through these two days. These two days are kind of freebies for us. When we come back and really get into the format, it'll be a little bit for these two days, we hope to run more laps than anyone. That that would be a win for us. Put me out there on full tanks. How does the car feel start to end? Um, many As many traffic situations as I can find myself in.
0: And with all the practice time you're going to get to have here at the 2.5-mile oval, how prepared do you feel you'll be to be one of the challengers on racing. It's really a racer's
1: dream. I mean, to to have the green light to go. Um, I think we have more track time than tires, so that's the only setback. We we shut down 30 minutes early in the first practice session because we'd run out of tires if we kept up that pace. There's a lot of practice time, so I, I feel like I'll have plenty of time. I always want more, you know, and I'm I'm at a you know two-decade disadvantage to some of the, the veterans that are I'll be racing against. Uh, but thankfully, I'm on a team with with drivers that have been doing this for decades. So uh, we'll see. I, there shouldn't be any excuses come Memorial Day, um, and and I feel like we'll have a great show with our Carvana Honda.
0: Is the Indy 500 almost like its own
1: season? It really is and I didn't know that um, from an outsider now that I've been inside the paddock of the IndyCar series this this is bigger than the season for any and
0: every driver any and every team and also with six-hour practice sessions what would your old crew chief back in NASCAR Chad Knauss what would he conjure up if he had that much track time when you were a driver for him They would be banging on Firestone's door asking for more
1: tires. We have more more track time than tires, Um, but uh, we'll make the most of it. And the engineers here uh, at Chip Ganassi Racing, they, they have that Chad Canal spirit. They're working on everything they can.
0: Jimmy Johnson, driver of the number 48 Carvana American Legion Honda, Chip Ganassi Racing. Good luck in this year's Indianapolis 500. Appreciate it. Thank you. Just into our Pit Pass Indie Studios. IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway have announced a change to the qualifying format to this year's Indianapolis 500 on May 21 and May 22, which sets the field for the 106th Indianapolis 500 on May 29. After day one of qualifying from noon to 5.50 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, May 21st, day two will include two rounds of qualification attempts to decide the first Four rows, including the pole position. Starting in reverse order of speeds based on day one, each of the top 12 drivers will have a guaranteed attempt to post a traditional four-lap qualifying time starting at 4 p.m. The fastest six will advance to the Firestone Fast Six at 5:10 p.m. to determine positions one through six and compete for the NTT P1 Award for the pole. The slowest six will fill out starting positions 7 through 12 according to their recorded time. In the Firestone Fast Six, each entrant is again guaranteed one attempt and will qualify in reverse order based on their top 12 qualification results. The fastest wins the pole position, which includes a $100,000 prize with the remaining five drivers filling out the remainder of the first two rows. Also, 2022 NTT IndyCar Series championship points will be awarded for those who advance to the top 12 qualifying session. The Indy 500 pole winner will receive 12 points. The second fastest will receive 11. And points awarded will decrease by one-point increments down to 12th fastest, which will be one point. For more IndyCar breaking news, always listen to Pit Pass Indy. (laughs) One of the most popular drivers in the history of the Indianapolis 500 is back for his 21st attempt on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Oval. It's Tony Kanaan who will drive the number one Honda sponsored by the American Legion for Chip Ganassi Racing. Tony Kanaan drove for the American Legion and for Chip Ganassi Racing in last year's Indianapolis 500 when he was driving the number 48 Honda in the Oval races. He shared that Honda with seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, who drove it on the street and road courses on the schedule. The always popular Canon joined me for this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is he's back for another tour of duty with the American Legion. It's Tony Canon, driver of the number one American Legion Honda this year at Indianapolis. How cool is it to not only be back at the number one, which is generally a champion, of course you're a champion for all seasons,
2: but to be back with the American Legion? I mean, it's awesome. It's a, for a great cause to be the one. I mean, obviously we're fighting mental health with the veterans and, uh, you know, awesome. I had to borrow the number one from Alex Palou and he was kind enough to give it to me. So uh, really proud to be back, proud for the cause, trying to get awareness so if we can have more people asking for help instead of taking their lives. That's that's one of our biggest purpose for this year. Plus, you had a fairly impressive
0: escort to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for last week's test session. It was the governor of Indiana, Eric J. Holcomb. What was it like to be part of a track ride with the governor of Indiana?
2: It uh, was awesome. Obviously, uh, you know, he's a big supporter of the 500 this city's runs. Everything that happens in May, it's about Indianapolis, it's about the Indy 500, and us living here, it was an awesome experience. He can't drive, I can tell you that. He drove me all the way here, and uh, it was pretty cool.
0: You were born in Brazil, you're proud of your Brazilian heritage, you're a citizen of the United States, you're learning a lot about the things that make the United States the special country that it is. The military and the American Legion are one of them. Is that one of the cool things that you've gotten to learn by since you've come to the United States oh, nearly 30 years ago?
2: Nah, 100 percent, Bruce. I think uh, you know. Uh, I said that before. I think I realized how important and how hard it was for to have people defending our country. And then for me, especially coming from a foreign country, becoming an American a few years back, and have all my kids here, my family living here, it's. Uh, It's remarkable and then i have a whole different appreciation and for sure probably throughout my career it's one of the coolest experiences that i got to to experience and to be representing that organization on memorial day i know that
0: at the unveiling there were 17 legion members with you and that represents the 17 veterans that Yield to a suicide every day to kind of get the message out How emotional is that when you know
2: what the cause is that the American Legion and you are trying to represent? I mean extremely right so 17 veterans take their lives because they're too proud or they have some mental illness that they don't want to ask for help and If we can start saving one life at a time one a day, will be. that's our goal so uh, for sure um, this is what we're here for. We're, we're here to increase the awareness, and hopefully, you know, we can we can do that. A five-driver lineup this
0: year for Chip Ganassi Racing—the largest he's ever had.
2: What's it like being back with some of your buddies? Well, it's an awesome team. It's a very strong team. Obviously, big names and a lot of responsibility. So hopefully, uh, we'll be able to give Chip what he wants. But uh, it's it's pretty cool to be back in a in a, in a competitive car.
0: And also, this year, you're going to get a chance to race against Jimmy Johnson. Not fill in for him, but race against him. What's that going to be like? And how cool was
2: it watching that Texas race from your perspective? It's going to be really cool to race against him, so I can tell I can tell him, you know, one time we didn't share a car, but also see him doing so well in the ovals. I'm extremely proud of him, and I think he's going to be a tough competitor here.
0: When uh, he finished sixth at Texas Motor Speedway, how cool was that from your end to see him, you know, get up there and really show the Jimmy Johnson that a lot of fans saw in
2: NASCAR? I think, uh, you know, he proved he proved himself, and he proved that he can be competitive, so hopefully, uh, you know, uh, he, will, he will do well from now on. And
0: finally, every time you set foot at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indy 500, is this Tony Canaan's personal fountain of youth?
2: You know... This place just keeps me young, so hopefully uh, this won't be the last one, and uh, we'll see what's gonna happen. But yeah, this place just—I uh, love it. I want to be here every time. I mean. Uh- somebody asked me today if if this was the last one, and uh, I'm not planning to be the last one, but we called that last lap three years ago, so there won't be any announcements of that. For now, I'm just enjoying it. And I think we we will make the most out of it, you know, including Community Day, Autograph Sessions. I mean, we haven't done this, and I haven't done it in two years, especially here. So I'm really looking forward to this, not just really. You know, I remember back in the days you get really stressed and you say I can't wait for race day. So this all this distraction is over. I don't think you're going to hear me saying that this year. I want all that distraction. I wanted to be able to spend time with fans, friends. I mean, I have. More friends than ever came on my twenty. This is my 24th year here, and, and, and it's going to be crazy. So I can't wait. Tony Canon,
0: congratulations on your new ride uh, with Chip Canassi Racing with the American Legion for the 106 Indianapolis 500. And good luck this May, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, man. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. For household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Next up is Colton Hurd, driver of the number 26 Gainbridge Honda at Andretti Autosport. Herta dominated much of the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach on April 10th when he started on the pole and led 28 laps before he crashed in turn 9 on lap 55 while pushing his car on his end lap to the pits. It was another disappointing finish for Herta, but the aspiring Formula 1 driver believes he has plenty of time to make up the lost ground from the start of the season. Herda enters this weekend's Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park in Leeds, Alabama, 11th in points, 59 points behind Joseph Newgarden, the points leader from Team Penske. Herda, join me for this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Colton Herda. Colton, you've had a lot of speed so far entering this season. You've led a lot of laps. Entering uh, the Barber race, haven't been able to get a victory yet, but you know the ability is there and the competitiveness is there. How would you describe the way the season's gone so far?
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess the potential has been there. It's been a rough start for us, for sure. Um, But we're looking to kind of turn that around, Um, you know, have a good year and, and get it going. So I think we have all the ingredients, we just gotta put it together.
0: Would you say some of the problems have been driver inflicted, car inflicted, crew inflicted, or is just bad. bad luck? A little bit of everything. We just need to get better overall. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, the big, the biggest thing is the speeds there, which is important. It's hard to, you know, just come out of nowhere and find speed, and it seems like we have it every single weekend, which is positive
0: also you seem to be the center of attention almost every race we go to a lot of people want to talk to you about your future what you want to do and all that but you seem to be able to stay focused is that just something you've learned from your dad or is that just you um
3: i don't know i think it's just natural right like yeah. a contract to be an IndyCar car driver and that's that's what i'm doing and and that's what i enjoy doing so um yeah it's got my full focus
0: As far as Long Beach, was that one of the best cars you've had out there? Because you were defending winter out there in Mm -hmm. September of last year. That car that you had there a couple of weeks ago looked nearly as good, if not better.
3: Um, Yeah, it it was. You know, I think in the race we still lacked a little bit of pace compared to, like, how we were last year. I think we were a little bit better last year. But definitely a car that, that should have been on the podium, if not in victory lane.
0: When you look at Andretti Autosport across the board, Roman's been pretty impressive. Alex uh, needs to kind of regain uh, the level that he had a couple of years ago. Devlin's a rookie. Do you almost kind of feel in some ways you've become the team leader?
3: Um, not really. You know, I think we all kind of contribute equally. There's a lot of stuff that, that we need to, to happen on a race week and setup-wise and, and different strategy-wise tires and uh, what tires we're to run in warm-up, how are they going to perform in the race, and um, different setups that, that people might not want to try but, but have to for the team's sake. So, it, you know, everybody is doing their part equally.
0: Devlin had a lot of scrutiny at after the Texas race. Do you feel some of that was unfair because that was a kid's second start in an Indy car, and yeah. I know that for a lot of drivers, there's a lot of veterans that have trouble at Texas.
3: Yeah, I mean, and last year he would have been an Indy pro, Or Indy Lights, so he would have ran at Gateway, I think. So not a not a lot of well, I don't think he ever started a race at Super Speedway. So it is a a little bit different. It's a big task. So um, yeah, I think he made a mistake. But you know, I made I've made the same mistake in 2019, my rookie year there. Um, So it's an easy thing to do.
0: What's it like having Roman as
3: a teammate? It's terrible. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. He brings a different aspect of it. Um, you know, obviously coming from, from Europe and formula one. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is different and the way that he looks at stuff is a little bit different sometimes. So it is intriguing and obviously he's very fast in the race car, which is important for me, right. To selfishly look at his data and stuff. So, uh, you want, you want really fast teammates and, and he definitely has that
0: Plus, he's brought a good scooter game to the paddock with his electric scooter that he's got. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I know. Have
0: you gone out and got one for yourself now? I
3: haven't. I still ride the Honda Cup, traditionalist.
0: When those things first came over here with Fernando Alonso, it seemed like everybody was awed by that. And then the next thing you know, they started to have them themselves. What is it about race drivers and their toys that when one guy brings in something that's pretty trick then all of a sudden you start seeing more drivers get one
3: i'm not sure the only thing is is i get the honda cub from the team and i didn't want to go and buy anything so (laughs) i I was out on that option
0: i remember you talking last year about how you had uh, moved to florida and how much has that really kind of helped you grow as a person
3: It's nice. Well, the biggest thing is I'm not flying from California every weekend to come out to the East Coast, so it's a lot nicer from that aspect to kind of be be out on the East Coast, and it saves me a lot of time.
0: As far as the rest of the season coming up, we go back to Barber. That's always a very competitive track. A lot of people thought when IndyCar first went there and tested in 09, 2010, they thought, it'll never work, track's too narrow. You know this is a motorcycle track ends up being one of the best road courses on the schedule why is that because it has a little bit of
3: everything passing is is difficult but possible um but just to drive on its own the track is spectacular a lot of undulation like you said it's narrow but it's it's very physically demanding and um slow speed high speed decreasing radius corners and a lot of braking while loaded and turning. So it's very challenging for the drivers to to get like a really good lap in. Um, And I think that's kind of the appeal of it.
0: And then we, in May, we come to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course for the GMR Grand Prix, which kicks off the month of May. You've run well on that course before. What is it about that track that you like?
3: Um, I think it's just nice being back in Indy. Um, And it kind of kickstarts the month of May and we get a race on the speedway before the 500 which is awesome um, and yeah it's it's great what Roger's done with the place and, and the facilities and stuff and, and, ca- and the upkeep and stuff so it's, it's, it is it's really a, one of the best road courses out there that we have in North America as far as safety standards and, and track layout
0: and then the big one comes up on May 29th 106 Indianapolis 500 you've driven very well there in your previous attempts you've qualified very well for the Indy 500. How much does it drive you to win that race? It's,
3: yeah, it's the ultimate goal for us, right? Like, it, I think this is the only championship in a world, in the world where the championship in a single race are the same, basically. They're both prestigious, so. Um, it it's something that's kind of been eluding us the last few years but you know we've had very fast race cars there and obviously qualified second last year and um didn't quite get it done in the race but we know where we went wrong so we're ready to capitalize on that
0: there's been years here where the chevys had a little bit of an edge there's been other years where the hondas had a little bit of an edge way too early to tell but how do you think it shakes down this year
3: I'm not sure. You know, it was kind of a big shock where, you know, in 2019, I think Chevy was was better in 2020. It seemed fairly equal in 2021. The Hondas were definitely better. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And, um, you know, I think we have good race cars and your race car is only as good as your engine. But last year it, it proved that Hondas were on top. So hopefully they keep that. Um, it's t- it tends to be a trend where... engine manufacturers tend to find the same amount each year so hopefully that's the same trend again we can have a little bit of an advantage
0: this year we're going back to toronto haven't been there in a couple of years because of the COVID situation how excited are you to be able to go back up to toronto
3: it's going to be awesome that one's a that one's a great one just like a great city great setting um you know an iconic race for indycar it's been going there for so long now um, and the track's amazing. It's pretty brutal with the bumps and stuff. And, um, you know, great passing opportunity as far as the street course goes. So I'm excited to be back.
0: So then when you have your list of goals, Indy 500, championship obviously is right up there with it. How do you view your battle for the championship this year?
3: I think it's still too early to tell. Um, you know, at the moment, we're just focusing on consistency, wanting to be in the top five every single race. And, um, you know, that's kind of the goal every week. And get wins when it's possible. You never, you know, you don't always have the car to win, but sometimes a win can fall in your lap. And when it doesn't, you want to be in the top five.
0: And then should things get put together and you do go to Formula One with Michael Andretti next year, that would have to be two pretty big achievements to show up with over there, an Indy 500 winner and a champion. How important would that...
3: It definitely gives you more credibility. Um, it, It would be awesome. I don't think it's quite necessary but um you know as far as me personally it's something that i've always wanted to do as a kid so personal achievement it would be amazing
0: colton Herta, big time star at andretti autosport driver of the gainbridge uh, honda at andretti autosport good luck the rest of the season and thank you for joining us today on pit pass indy thank you our featured interviews with Romain Grosjean, a frenchman from geneva switzerland who now lives with his family in miami Grosjean was an 11-year veteran of the Formula One World Championship who joined IndyCar in 2021 with Dale Coyne Racing with RWR. He quickly proved to be one of the fastest drivers on the grid. He competed on the street and road course races on the schedule, but branched out to run his first oval race last August at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway on August 21st. He was impressive in his oval debut and was lured over to one of the top teams in the series, Andretti Autosport. Grosjean drives the number 28 DHL Honda in all races on the NTT IndyCar Series schedule, including the 106th Indianapolis 500 on May 29th. He enters Sunday's Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, in points, 43 points behind the leader, Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden. Grosjean, joined me last week at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway during the Indianapolis 500 Open Test for this exclusive and extensive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Roman Grosjean, driver of the number 28 DHL Honda at Andretti Autosport. Roman, there's a lot of talk around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway about a particular rookie that's going to make his Indy 500 debut. Jimmy Johnson. (laughs) Yes, but I think that there's another driver that's probably going to be pretty good here during the month of May, and that's you uh, back with a very good Andretti Autosport team that's won several times here at the Indianapolis 500. In a lot of ways, you kind of feel that Jimmy's kind of taking the Indy 500 spotlight, which is probably just fine with you.
4: Well, I, I don't care. I think the one that's going to take the spotlight is the one that win the race, right? Uh, yes. So that's what really matters at the end, is to be here, compete. And uh, for me, you know, coming from Europe, obviously, Oval is is new. Indy 500, it's, a, it's one of the biggest events in the world, but it's not natural for me, right, what well, it is for Jimmy. So I guess that's why the hype is around. And, and good on him, good for him, you know. But I enjoyed my first try in, in St. Louis last year, in Gateway. Texas was going okay. I think we would have been in the mix, you know, if it wasn't for a failure on the, a mechanical failure on the car. And here I feel like already better. I prefer that that circuit. It, it suits better my driving style than Texas would do. So obviously I need to learn traffic and, and you know, it needs to be your day. It, everything needs to be... Right, if you look at the past, Michael Andretti is the driver that led the most lap here and never won it. So Indy 500 is not all about you, it's about your day. The stars need to be aligned, but, you know, I'm ready for it. It's top one points, um, so we need to make sure that we are up there at the end. Because, uh, you know, it counts like two race weekends and, and at the end of the championship, we need to have a lot of points.
0: You were talking about how maybe oval racing is more natural for Jimmy, but you've made it look pretty natural going over to Andretti Autosport. What is it about that transition that's worked out so well for you? Because you've been right there fighting for the victory into the first three races. Yeah, no, we've been we've been doing great. I mean,
4: coming in, in IndyCar last year with Deacon Racing was a great experience for me. I met my engineer, Olivier. Dad came over with me at Andretti. I think that made the switch much easier than if it was, you know, a brand new... Uh, group um, we we have to adapt a little bit the Andretti car to some of my liking uh, some of the stuff is amazing and I feel like some of the other stuff we're working on it and getting it better so I felt like we we made a good step in Long Beach you know St. Pete was the first race we only had one day of testing in Sebring before so fifth was pretty good not happy with fifth but it was a good result for our first one and as I said Texas I like we were looking at like a top six top seven um, and then Long Beach, we were really close to winning the race. So, we're getting there. Uh, notice Barber and Indie GP before we uh, we go for the 500. So, you know, it's great to be here. The open test is good for me to get a first idea of what it's going to be like. Um, but then I want to focus on Barber and Indie GP and then completely switch it to uh, to Oval before we go back to the other races. But, yeah, you know, kind of a slow start of the year in terms of schedule. One race and then like three weeks later, another one and three weeks. But no, we're going to go into it and it's going to be
0: uh, full on. How much fun was the closing laps at Long Beach? Because you had a chance. You could see the leader. You were out of push to passes, but you really made it a, a pretty exciting finish. How cool was that? I know it's never fun to finish second, but a lot of times, finish the second is better than finishing third.
4: Exactly. I think that's what you learn with uh, the experience and age. You know, uh, Long Beach was 3,908 days since my last victory in single seater. And I don't know why the week before Long Beach, I checked the date. And when you know we had those last yellows, and I was on reds, I thought, okay, that's the day. You know, finishes by the eight. Eight is it's like my number for many years, gonna be my day. And it didn't. It wasn't. You know, I mean, we just lacked a little bit of straight line speed there, so we couldn't quite pass Joseph, uh, who did a really good job at, at defending. Um, so the count is still on. I'm planning on winning before four thousand days. That's for sure. And, um, you know, it was it was great fun. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I was happy to bring the DHL color, and Rally colour on the podium. Um, P2 is a very good result, you know. Um, obviously, P1 is coming, but uh, I don't have a crystal ball to tell me when.
0: Of course, we're at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indy 500 Open Test on the Oval. But before that, we had the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park, which has turned out to be a really good track for Indy cars. And then after that, will be the GMR Grand Prix on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course, which you took to very well as a rookie last year. What is it about the IMS Road Course that you like so much?
4: I don't know. People keep asking me questions and I don't really have an answer. You know, it's not a track that I feel better than others. I think last year we just had a really good platform on, on that racetrack and uh, make it look good. Um I think we're gonna have a really good platform this year as well because you know we we know what we had last year and we know what we can do. So I just feel like last year that's probably why we had one of the best car, and that makes you look good, right? Um, but yes, I mean I would I would be I would love to win here. Um, I would love to win in Alabama, but Indianapolis is such an incredible place for racing, uh, even when you don't run the speedway but you come under the tunnel, there's just something about it. so, I wish I can win all
0: the three races at Indy this year. But this year, you are going to get to run the 500, and you're going to get to be here when the place is full. And a lot of drivers that have never experienced that before, really, they're just blown away by how big the crowd is and the spectacle itself. How much are you thinking about how cool that day is going to be as a rookie?
4: I don't, you know, I don't really, I'm not a guy that thinks I had that much. Um, I'd rather live the moment than imagining it, so... I heard it's crazy. I think it's one of those moments of day that you can imagine, but you're actually never going to imagine what it is like, you know, 300,000, 400,000 spectators, the energy of them coming for a race day. It's just going to be huge, but I don't, you know, I'm going to be here 29th of May. I'm going to wake up and just see, you know, enjoy the day, uh, make sure that I'm ready in the right place for the race and do the best I can. And uh, hopefully we drink milk at the end
0: of the race. Now, you actually lived here for most of last season. How many days did you have the motorhome camped out in the driver-owner motorhome lot at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway?
4: Quite a bit. I think uh, in in a rookie season, I've got a very good knowledge of the place. So I cycle, I went through a scooter, I walk on the track, I kiss the brakes. My kids did it as well. It was quite funny. I went over in the grandstands. I watched the place. You know, it was just, it was stunning, and my son last year spent his birthday here. Uh, my second son is going to spend his birthday here as well after the, the GMR Grand Prix. So um, it's got a, yeah, it's a very special place, and uh, I, I like it. a little bit cold today, but it's going to be good by the time we come back.
0: When you spent all those nights living here, especially when everybody else was gone, there was no races going on, but your motorhome was, was here, did you hear ghosts, ghosts from the speedway?
4: Nope. I didn't hear any ghosts. Uh, I just always slept well and uh, looked at the sunset, you know, over the pagoda. If anyone has, if there's one thing to do, that's definitely one. You know, seeing the sunset at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's something pretty special.
0: I imagine you got to know the yellow shirts pretty well. But uh, the, the, the security guard, m- The guy the
4: museum, the yellow shirt, the security. Um, I actually triggered the alarm once at the... Um, the building, there, the main building, because I wanted to go to the gym, and it was a weekend, and they I didn't tell they, the security guys were going, and I turned the whole alarm went off. I'm like, oopsie, and uh, they came and they laughed, and we laughed together. It was quite funny. Um, so you know, I mean, yes, I uh, I know most of the guys here. They also know my kids, and it's just good to be feeling so such a warm welcome in, in such an incredible place.
0: Well, since you lived here so long last summer, I guess you could say the Indy 500 will be your Home race. I guess in the States it is. I guess in the States it is. Uh, Of course, uh, if there was a home race now, it would be in Miami. I know Formula One is going to have a race there, and there's a lot of excitement for that. You as a 10-year veteran of Formula One, how do you think that's going to work out in Miami and also the fact they're going to have three Formula One races in the United States here in the upcoming years?
4: Yeah, so that's all great news, really. You know, in the States, it's, it's such a big country. You kind of know it when you're back in Europe, but you don't realize it until you're here and you start traveling within the country. So three races is is good. There's, I'm sure there's space for more. Miami is going to be a huge event. Everyone you talk to in Miami is going to go to the racetrack. Everyone I've met is excited about it. Uh, it's just going to be... I think it's going to be the best... My guess is that it's going to be the best event of the year um, in Formula 1. But um, we'll know that in a couple of weeks.
0: How many of the Formula 1 fans that you've met in the United States were introduced to the sport through Drive to Survive? A lot. Like more than anyone would have ever imagined. And because of that popularity, Formula 1 has seen it's skyrocketed in terms of popularity because of that docu-series. And there's been talk about IndyCar having one like that. Is it possible to capture magic in a bottle twice? Because a lot of times when you have a successful concept, the people who try to copy that may not be as successful as the originator. For sure, there's a, there's a risk, but
4: there's also a risk that it may work. Having you need just to find your right, your right approach, your right angle into it, uh, make sure that, you know, you get people that don't know IndyCar to know IndyCar. You know, in, in the States, everyone knows IndyCar. If you go in France or Germany or some other places, they may not know about it. And I think that's, that's the guys that you want to get into it because once you start watching an IndyCar race, you actually become a big fan. You know, everyone I've been getting into the sport through my my transition is now telling me, bloody hell, the races are really good fun. We love watching them. So, you know, I think there's there's definitely a huge potential is just, um, is ready to be unlocked.
0: There's also been some people in the United States that have said part of the reason for the increase in IndyCar TV ratings is attributed to you being in the series. I think a lot of that is from people may have saw some of the drive to survives and then followed you over here. Do you see that as a possibility? You've helped bring in new eyeballs to IndyCar?
4: I I don't know. I've, I've read the same thing, you know. I've, I've seen a lot of people that that tell me they they are watching IndyCar because I'm here. And that makes me feel very, very proud and very lucky and uh, extremely extremely humble, you know, from that following and the fans. And if that's the case, I'm just happy because I find here a right place, a sweet spot for my family, my life, and my happiness.
0: The last time you were running on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway oval was the rookie orientation program on October 6th of 2021. There were only two cars that day, you and Jimmy Johnson. Today, you've got 32 cars out there. And what's it like running in traffic around here? It is different, but it's great fun. I think uh, it is finding
4: the sweet spot with your car. Obviously, I don't know much what I'm talking about at the minute. You know, I need to learn a lot. But um, I'm watching, I mean, all ears, trying to get the feel out there. I think we've got a very fast car. Um, it's just up to me to know exactly what I need for the day. And then, you know, today is a fresh day, a bit windy. Maybe the day at the Indy 500 it's going to be warm and, and quiet or warm and windy. We don't know. So we need to be ready for everything. And, and that's where I think guys like Elio are, are very good because they know what they need. And for me, it's more natural on road course or, or street course. Like Long Beach, I always knew I was going to finish the race on red. And I knew that was the right strategy. And it worked because it was my experience and I knew it before driving the the race, right? Well, see, I need to a little bit go with the flow and kind of advices.
0: But you have some very fast teammates on the team that you're probably able to learn from. Colton Herta has qualified very well here. Alexander Rossi has won this race before. Uh, your other teammate is a rookie driver, Deblin DiFrancesco, De who's learning his way. But how much have you learned from the combined engineering staff and Andretti Autosport, and individually from guys like Colton Hurd and Alexander Rossi?
4: Yeah, I think you know it's just great to have those guys. We also have a close relationship with uh, Meyer Shank Racing, so that's Elio and Simon, and both winners. So you know, out of six, seven teammates, including Marco, I've got five that won, four that won the Indy 500.
0: So that's a lot. Having Marco here, it's really the first time he'll be your teammate. You haven't really raced with him or against him before. Uh, he only runs in the Indy 500 these days. He's known as a bit of a prankster. Have you been the victim of any of his pranks yet? Or no, he's are you scared pre- of me yet. Having, <laughs> uh, but he will come. But are you
4: prepared for one? Oh yeah. The real question is: he, Is he prepared for my payback?
0: Do you care <laughs> to reveal what that payback may be? No, we, we'll make sure that we got it on video. Also, living in Indiana as long as you did, this is the Midwest, kind of a hearty group of people that live here. I'm sure you're very fit. You're in great shape. There's probably a lot of the famous Indiana food that you probably avoided when you lived here, like the jumbo breaded tenderloin. What were some of the strange food items in Indiana that you saw people eat here on a regular basis, but it was like, uh, Roman's not going to eat that?
4: Well, you know, Avi loved I put it the other way around, I've been I've been happily surprised a lot of restaurants in, in Indianapolis, you know, from, uh, obviously, when I did the Rev Gala last year, I met a lot of chefs. Uh, my engineer is a Frenchman who's been living here since 2004, so he brings me to good, the good places. Um, there's also the bar food, right, which is not the healthiest one, but sometimes it's pretty good. We had one on Monday night, I think. It was a good burger and an onion rings and a lot of sauce and stuff that I wouldn't do every day, but... Um, it cheers you up, and when it's that cold outside, it makes you happy.
0: Are there good French restaurants in Indianapolis?
4: Hey, you know what? I haven't really tried any French one in Indianapolis. I don't know if there are any. Maybe there is, but we just didn't look for it. You know, we've been more international, and whenever we want to cook some French stuff, we do it back home.
0: And as Simon Pagano introduced you to his favorite French restaurant, which happens to be in Asheville, North Carolina, or has he told you about it?
4: No, he keeps all his secret for himself. You know, very selfish. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna go and run to him now and ask him what it, what's that about, and you know, if uh, I think I'm, a, I'm in Charlotte on the 4th of November for a DHL event. Yes. So probably gonna try to go.
0: I've met his chefs. They're pretty good. They have a pretty good restaurant up
4: there. So Lindsay is gonna put it on the calendar for DHL to invite me there, right?
0: Yes. There you yes. go. Uh, But as far, though, as the rest of the season, you're here to win races and hopefully win a championship. And as good a start as you've had to the year, you got to feel like you're going to be able to accomplish both this year.
4: Yes. I think we're in a good spot. Um, We used the jockey in Texas. It happens that some races we're not going to score points. But um, fifth and and second so far in the races we finished, um, there's more coming soon. So, yeah, I think we're we're in a good spot. Obviously, a championship is always a long game, and and everything needs to go your way. But um, everything we can do on our hand, we do it. And um, after Laguna, we see where we are.
0: And what's it like driving for Michael Andretti?
4: It's great. He's he's very fun. I like him. You know, last year, um, I had a few options where I could be racing for 2022. And I felt like Michael, the relationship, and also JF Toman, the president of Andretti Autosport, um it was just great, and I felt good within the team. I felt like it's the place where I was wanted, and I could accomplish what I wanted to. And um, that's why I decided to come here. And, uh, you know, obviously, they also have a very fast car. But it wasn't all about the speed of the car. It was also about the atmosphere and attitude and what, what I would find.
0: And, of course, he's pursuing a Formula One team. Have you given him some good intelligence, some background some help where needed uh, to help prepare him and trying to build a Formula One team from scratch. Oh, yeah, we
4: absolutely. We talk about it for sure. Um, you know, it's a big project that they have. They've, they're trying as hard as they can. Um, obviously, I know the, the world of Formula One very well, and there's a lot of things that need to go right for him to enter, but, um, you know, they've, they've been working hard they've been doing the right stuff, so hopefully, you know, it's going to happen for them. They really want it, and, and then they can... Go and be successful in Formula One, and that'd be great.
0: And wrapping up here with Romain Grosjean of the number 28 DHL Honda at Andretti Autosport, how valuable was the two-day test here in Indianapolis to prepare you for the month of May when you return here and you get that week of practice, weekend of qualifying, and then go into the race for Memorial Day Sunday?
4: yeah I think it's just it's just very important that I spend a lot of time on track that I, I get you know acquainted with I think it's good that we have two days and then a break because that means your brain can process things and then we've got you know a lot of qualifying preparation um, and then some more race preparation so I'm excited about it um, I want to learn as much as I can and um, I'm actually gonna go and see with the engineers now what what's the program for later and what I can uh, what I can do and cannot do
0: and with as much time as a driver and team gets to spend here, six-hour practices, seven-hour practices, is the Indy 500 almost like a season unto itself? Maybe some people see it like it. For me, I see it as a
4: as a race on the calendar. Obviously, there's a lot going into it. But for me, it, it is one of the biggest races in the world. I, I acknowledge that. But if I look on the very rational part, it is a race where you've got double points and you need to do well because it's just part of the championship.
0: And last question, how much do you want to be 2022 Indianapolis 500 Rookie of the Year? As much as I want to be the winner of the Indy 500 2022. That's a good answer. Romain Grosjean, Andretti Autosport, driver of the number 28 DHL Honda, congratulations on your season so far. Good luck in the 106th Indianapolis 500, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Merci. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guests, including seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion and second-year IndyCar driver Jimmy Johnson of Chip Ganassi Racing, 2004 IndyCar Series champion and 2013 Indianapolis 500 winner Tony Kanaan of Chip Ganassi Racing, also IndyCar star Colton Herta of Andretti Autosport, and former Formula One veteran driver and current IndyCar star, Roman Grosjean of Andretti Autosport, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M underscore 500 this has been a production of evergreen podcast a special thanks to our production team executive producers are bridget Coyne and gerardo orlando recordings and edits were done by me bruce martin and final mixing was done by dave douglas learn more at evergreenpodcast.com until next time be sure to keep it out of the wall